Hello, everybody. And for the first time today, this is Jeff Crisco. I'm here with my co-host, Walker Kelly. We definitely didn't record 15 minutes of this podcast without hitting record. Walker, how's it going? Oh, yeah. Big Daddy Ranks is doing really well. Uh, Big Daddy Ranks thinks that this is the first time they've ever... uh, that they've they've ever recorded a, a podcast on eleven sixteen twenty two. That's um, right. Yeah, I, I you shouldn't say anything else, and uh, you're you're hearing it more and more. Yeah. Um. And uh, uh, Big Daddy Ranks is just very happy that there is no uh, recorded um, evidence of uh, them saying fifty six percent target share. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> didn't say that uh, Traylon Burks got a fifty six percent target share. Definitely never said that. All right, so let's get into this week's games. Uh, we're going to try this again. Uh, this is our Wednesday ranking show. I forgot to hit record, so good stuff. Um, what we do in this episode is we talk about Thursday night football. We talk about Walker Kelly's ranks. I had a nice little jag about it. Uh, go to our website, footballabsurdity.com. There's a button at the top. There's a button in the link to the description. Uh you will find it. I promise you this. We'll also talk about our sicko stashes of the week, which are guys rostered in 50% or fewer of leagues. This will be fun because I don't know where I wrote down my guys. So that'll be. F- oh, there they are. OK, <laughs> just going to guess at them. Then we have Walker's sneaky fart of the week, which is a, a flex start. And we talk about Walker's uh, players. They're higher on lower on toughest rank, most surprising rank, sneaky start, tough sit at each position. Let's get started with Thursday Night Football. Walker, let's start with Aaron Rodgers. You have as a fart, a flex start. He's been all right, but his matchups have not been commensurate with his output. A great matchup two weeks ago against the Lions. Poop the bed. A bad matchup last week against the Cowboys. Three touchdowns. So we're start, you're, you're saying we can start Aaron Rodgers this week. Yeah, I mean, uh, Rodgers has, is weirdly QB 15 on the season. He's just been not usable very often. Wow, that is new information to me. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, 30, 32 in week one. Uh, how many starting quarterbacks are there, Jeff? There are uh, without buys. There are thirty-two, I think. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay. So last Woo! place, um, and then since then he's been seventeen, thirteen, fourteen, fourteen, twenty, twelve, twenty, thirteen, ten. See, is that bad? Is, is that good? He's been between 10 and 20 every week since week one. Uh, I'm guessing he's going to be between 10 and 20 this week. Yeah, that sounds like that sounds like a good bet. That's where Aaron Rodgers is just kind of settled in. We decided like he is OK in a two quarterback league. You just start him there. Yeah, I mean, it, in a one quarterback league, he's streamable this week. I mean, if you don't have Brady or two was on by, uh, you can pick up Rodgers. Um, you know, in a 10 team league, he might be available because he's been so mid this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think he'll be decent this this week. I, I would expect, you know, something in the 225 yards, two touchdowns range. Yeah. And this week, especially streaming is rough. Um, if you don't have one of the. um like uh, guys that aren't on by this week, you're probably banking on your league just deciding that a quarterback isn't going to get rostered because I did the streamers for this week and it was like, um, hold on, I'm trying to find the uh, the roster rate. It, uh, a below 50%, you're looking at uh, um, Marcus Mariota at 37%, Trey Lance at 16%. Those are the two lowest below 50% or two highest below 50% rostered. And then Matt Ryan, Ryan Tannehill, Mac Jones, Taylor Heineke, who I don't want to start any of them. Andy Dalton, I don't want to start. Jake Brisket, I don't want to start. Kenny Pickett, 
I don't want to start. It's a bad week for quarterbacks. So yeah, you're basically, Marcus if it, yeah, if Aaron Rodgers is on your waiver wire, do not poo-poo it. Just just snatch him up and and do the needful. Do not poo-poo, even though he's been poo-poo. That's right. So all right. Um, speaking of poo-poo, Ryan Tannehill at 25. You don't have start. You don't have sit. You just have no next to his name. Don't do it, folks. Yeah, no thank you on Ryan Tannehill. Um, despite the fact that I'm starting him in the Football Absurdity Experts League, I don't think that you should do that. Uh, I play in weird leagues that are deeper than necessary. Yeah, uh, what normal people don't don't uh, play. Um, so Four, I have 14-team, two quarterback leagues. Uh, they're a mess, folks. Yeah, we don't like them. We're hearing it more and more. We don't, <laughs> we don't yeah, like we never it. never change the settings. They're coming home and saying, Mom, I don't want to play in two quarterback leagues. <laughs> All right. Uh, so don't start Ryan Tannehill. Start Aaron Rodgers. Uh, the Packers, very good against quarterbacks this year. 27th in fantasy points allowed. Uh, the Titans, fifth in fantasy points allowed to quarterback. So uh, much better matchup. So let's talk about the running backs in this game. You've got Derrick Henry, Aaron Jones, both must-starts, both top 12 options this week, as it should be. Henry, 5. Jones, 11. Uh, let's go to A.J. Dillon. You have it 35. And uh, remind the people, is this uh, zero PPR, half PPR, or full PPR settings? Uh, full PPR. Okay, so not his best uh, his best uh, format. So why don't you talk about A.J. Dillon against this uh, run defense that is actually very good, 31st against uh, running backs and fancy points allowed. Yeah, bad matchup. Um, Dylan has a pretty consistent role where he tends to get double-digit carries and about one or two targets per game. That will give you a safe floor. Uh, I I wouldn't necessarily recommend playing A.J. Dylan, but if you're really in a pinch and there's no better option to find on waivers, which there might be, you might be able to go get uh, Jarek McKinnon, for example. Um, but if you can't find somebody that's definitely better than A.J. Dillon. He'll probably get you six or seven points at, at worst. Would you go with um, A.J. Dillon, or would you take a shot on Treston Ebner this weekend? <laughs> I would go with Dillon. Yeah, Ebner is probably the most widely available guy that's being picked up right now, only 4% rostered. Um, so, yeah, I would go with A.J. Dillon as well. And then Walker refuses to bend the knee, just refuses to bend the knee. Dontrell Hilliard is not a top 40 option or a top 50 option. He should not be in your ranks. You have him at 43. I do have him at 43. Uh, don't play him. Don't have him on your roster. This is ridiculous. <laughs> He's our, He is RB 45 on the season. Walker, he has 16 yards, or I'm sorry, uh, yes, yeah, 16 yards in the last two games. That's correct. <laughs> what are you doing? Look, who else am I going to put there? Tristan Ebner. No. Dontrell Hayard's at least done something before. Uh, Cam Akers. Oh, God. Yeah, I put, I purposely, if you look at my rankings, footballs30.com, I have the three Rams running backs right next to each other, and they're all playing New Orleans. So it's very funny. It just says Daryl Henderson, no. No. Iron Williams, (laughs) no. Cam Akers, no. I put Samaj P. Ryan over him. Samaj P. Ryan will outscore Dontrell Hayard this week. Uh, No, he won't. Yes, he will, because I know Samaj P. Ryan's getting six PPR points. <laughs> He's always going to get five or six points. He does it every week. All right. Uh, don't start Dontrell Harriard. Uh, one day Walker will realize. All right. Alan Lazard you have as a must start. 
Uh, you have them at eight. Uh, Titans defense, terrible against wide receivers. Uh, third most fancy points allowed uh, per game on the year. Fifth in the last five weeks. Uh, great, great matchup this week. Yeah, uh, the Packers should be able to take advantage down the field. They should be able to pass for multiple touchdowns in this game. Alan Lazard is the preferred red zone option right now. Um, it's not Robert Tunyon. He's got one touchdown on the season. Christian Watson has three touchdowns this year, and they all came last week. So um, Alan Lazard has been the most consistent option in this passing game. Uh, I know wide receiver eight is very high in a normal week without Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase, Mike Evans, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell all missing. He would be in the wide receiver two range. But I think you got to fire him up this week in a good matchup. Um, you know, he's been top 30. See six out of eight weeks um, hasn't had lower than eight fantasy points in a week this year. So high floor, medium ceiling, really good matchup. I think you got to play him. And then his uh, running mate, Christian Watson, you have at 32 uh, deep play threat going up against uh, the worst deep play defense in the league. Uh, most plays of 20 plus air yards allowed. Um, fancy MVS. I'm saying it more and more. You're hearing it more and more. He's fancy MVS. So you can take advantage of these matchups, and uh, I think he's going to trick a lot of people into thinking that he is, you know, good when he's okay. Yeah, he'll he'll be like a top 30 receiver again this week, um, and then he's got Philly, Chicago, bye <laughs> the next three weeks. So then he'll fall off the face of the earth again. Yeah, so uh, good luck with that, especially that bye week. I hear it's tough to score fantasy points in your bye week. Yeah, I mean, we said yesterday that uh, Hayden Hurst didn't score any points last week. That's true. All right, so Traylon Burks, you have at 48, highest-ranked tight end um, wide receiver for the Titans. Uh, you don't believe in Ikwek Brokakina. You don't believe in Robert Woods. You don't believe in... Uh, Kyle Phillips. I was going to say, is Kyle Phillips? I think he's on IR. He probably still is on IR. <laughs> Remember the Kyle Phillips, like, three weeks? When people were like, let's it do was, it, Kyle Phillips! It was one week. He had like what six targets week one? Yeah, no, I'm nine. talking about during the off season. Oh yeah, nine targets week one. He was still only wide receiver 48, and he hasn't been a top 100 receiver since then. Walker, it's because he's not good, and then he got hurt. That's correct. Both of those things yeah. are right. Uh, Racy McMath. There we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. All right. Uh. So Traylon Burks 48. Uh. I heard that he had a 56% target share one week. Is that correct? Uh, I can't imagine where you might have heard that. Uh, I certainly couldn't have been from me. All right. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree to disagree. He had a 56% snap share last week. Um, in his first game back from injury, six targets. Uh, he's still the number one receiver for the team. Don't buy into this Nick Nick Westbrook Akina thing. Uh, not gonna happen. <sighs> This is only if you're really desperate. I, I wouldn't recommend playing Traylon Burks. Yeah, it's it's uh, not great. Uh, the Packers uh, defense, incredible at stopping wide receivers. 23rd on the season in, in uh, fantasy points allowed. So they just that's all they do is they they're they're very good in the secondary. They stop wide receivers and that trickles down to quarterbacks, tight ends, all of it. So um, do not start Traylon Burks. Um, also, do not start Shigakonkwo. Or uh, Austin Hooper, who you don't have in your side, your top 25. Chicken Conqueror w rules because he has 85 yards in his last two games. He also has two catches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. He's uh, 
he's he's a fun player to watch, but yeah, he some of the most confusing fantasy lines that you'll see. Yeah, actually, I'm sorry. I think he has 89 yards. I think it was one for 41 and one for 48. That is correct. But I love the man. Yes, a top top 25 tight end in the last two weeks with two combined catches. Let's go. And no but, touchdowns. Uh, ridiculous. Um, so if you play in a two tight end league, go get Chigakonkwo, I guess. <laughs> I should probably if, still don't do that. If you play in a two tight end league, uh, touch grass. That's right. Yeah, stop yeah. doing that. Yeah. All right. Uh Big Bob Tunyon, uh, or as I called him, uh, impressively large Rob. Uh, you have him at 14. Um, a sit this week. Stop playing Robert Tunyon. Stop doing it, people. Yeah, uh, he's been top 10 once this year. He has scored double-digit fantasy points twice in 10 games. He has one touchdown on the season, one game of above 40 receiving yards. Uh, he just happened to have 90 in that game. I think people are still remembering the glory days of 2020 mm-hmm. and not acknowledging that he's been pretty bad this season because he's pretty bad at football. Yeah, he's he's not good. And he he wasn't good last year. And then people are like, well, he got hurt. And it's like, no, he wasn't good before he got hurt. So he got a pass. Uh, don't don't give Bob Tunyon a pass. Be like Aaron Rodgers. Don't give him a pass, folks. <laughs> got him. Got him. All right, let's move on to the sicko stashes. And let's get this out of the way. Uh, these are guys rostered at 5% or fewer of leagues. I have a feeling we have the same quarterback and running backs, 5% ranked quarterback or uh, roster quarterback, Baker Mayfield. Yes. Correct. All right. Baker Mayfield gets the start this week um, going up against uh, who are they going up against? Baltimore. Baltimore. I wrote about this. Uh, revenge. Yeah. Divisional former division revenge game question mark. Oh, yeah. Uh I I think every game for Baker is a revenge game because he's always mad at everybody. Yeah, uh, Baker is uh uh I wish he was good. <laughs> Everything about him I like, except the man is terrible at football. Um so all right, we got Baker and then our two percent running backs I have a feeling are also the same. Uh one of them is Keontae Ingram. Mm-hmm. And the other one is the guy we both laughed at uh in the old record, Tristan Ebner. That's correct, yes. Both yeah. both correct. Yeah, uh, Ebner, not sure if he's good, but uh, guess what? He is going to touch the football. So you should see if uh, if he's going to uh, be good this year. Um, he played earlier this year, but he was spelling David Montgomery. I think he's better suited to spell Khalil Herbert, but he's not Khalil Herbert. Khalil Herbert was one of the most efficient running backs in the league, um, but he should get used. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, he'll he'll have, what, like four four carries and two targets. Mm-hmm. He's got that Miami Chase Edmonds role. Let's go. But he could have six carries and four targets, and he could have that uh, uh, Arizona Colts Chase Nine. Edmonds role. <laughs> yeah, that Colts Naheem Hines role. There you go. Uh, speaking of, uh, we forgot to mention uh, Eno Benjamin and Amari Rogers, now both Houston Texans, just FYI. <laughs> Great. I, yeah. Uh, so let's talk about uh, your sicko stashes. Uh, 3% wide receiver. My guess, and I actually prepared this, my guess was uh, Marquise Goodwin, who is on bye this week. It is not Marquise Goodwin. Is it Randall Cobb? No, God, no. Okay. The roster percentages must have changed then. Because I was like, oh, boy. Um, Can I get a hint? Uh, He's been a sicko stash for you before. Is it my boy, Bennett Skoranek? No, not that one. Not that one. Uh, not Alameda, because he's too low rostered. 
Okay. Let me let me let me pull up these uh these rank these uh roster rates again. Oh, let's see. It's not so it's not Bennett Skoranek, Benjamin Skoranek, as the kids say. Uh is it Noah Brown? Yes. Let's go. Uh yeah. I already have him stashed in my sixteen team league. Yeah, Noah Brown, uh Michael Gallup has been in and out of the lineup. Um Brown has struggled the last two weeks, but they're both tough matchups. He's got Minnesota this week, who are third worst against opposing receivers. Um, I Brown's still playing a ton of snaps, so I think we could uh, I think we could see a a decent Noah Brown game. All right, and I just added a sicko stash because I forgot to put a put him in earlier. Oh no! So, oh no! So all right, so uh, I've got a five percent wide receiver, and I've talked about him before. In fact, I may have just said his name. Yeah, Ben Skoranek. Ben Skoranek, uh, no Cooper Cup. Uh, the Rams are bad, but they've been giving Skoranek targets. Um, well, they were giving Skoranek targets, and then everything fell apart. He had uh, 10 or more PPR points in three out of four games before the bye, and then uh, everything turned to, to pot. Yeah, it's been bad since then. Yeah, it's been very bad, but we'll see if he gets the targets. All right. Uh, you're 0% uh, wide receiver, and I realized that the, the part where you gave him away was not recorded, so I'm going to look like a genius, and I'm going to say Kendall Hinton. <laughs> that, yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Um, here, let, let me do the bit first. Uh, is it uh, Jake Herslau, Trevin huh? Bradford, Stone Smart? I was just going through 0% rostered guys. Oh, Cyrus oh. Mitchell. <laughs> Stone Smart. That's funny. With two T's. With two T's, that's right. Uh, Is it Bailey Gaither? I was actually going to guess if it was Amari Rogers on the Texans. I was like, do you think he's going to get some sort of role? And then, yeah. Actually, you can see here, I wrote uh, Denver, Jalen Virgil, slash Kendall Hinton. So I actually had it as a real guess. So Very nice. Let's go. Kendall Hinton, uh, 0% rostered. Uh, no, what's his name? What's that freak's name? He got hurt. Jerry Judy. Yeah. I don't know why he's freak. <laughs> what's that freak's name? <laughs> No, no, Jerry Judy going up against the Las Vegas Raiders could have a big game played well last week. He had a lot of fantasy points, like nine or something. Mm-hmm. I think he was like four for 50 or something. So, all right. Who is my 4% rostered wide receiver who I just added to the list? Uh, is it he of double digit targets last week? KJ Osborne. It is not KJ Osborne Walker. I'm going to give you a hint. It will never be KJ Osborne. Because uh, K.J. Osborne is not good. Remember when Kev said it was K.J. Osborne season? Uh, when he had 18.3 points in week three? And then uh, it has not been K.J. Osborne season? It hasn't been that. Uh, is it uh, another one of your boys, Demarcus Robinson? It is my boy, Demarcus Robinson. 12 targets last two games. Way more than Devin DuVernay, who I think has five in the last two games. Uh, eight, 76 yards, seven catches last two games. Uh, good, Good-ish matchup. Decent matchup. Uh, got an end zone target, um, which uh, Devin DuVernay cannot boast. And so 4% rostered Baltimore Ravens, Demarcus Robinson. I think they're going to get him way more involved this week. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see him having a nice week for sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, Your 1% tight end. Um, some call him. Uh, I can't think of anything good because his name's so boring. Jack Stoll. No. What? I figured it I was like, good, because I was going to say, Waco, Jack Stoll's not good. I know Dallas Goddard got hurt, but Jack Stoll's not good. Uh, I I will say, oh, it's Kylan Granson. Yep. Boo! Yep. Come out. Oh, I, I replaced yours instead. Uh, yours is Trey McBride. 
It's correct. Mine is Trey McBride. Wasn't sicko uh, enough for me. Yeah, it's not very sicko, but the roster rate makes it work. Uh, yeah. Trey McBride, five percent. So, uh, Kylan Granson, yeah. I mean, if you're desperate, uh, I have him tight end twenty three this week. He got he had four for fifty seven last week, so usage is trending up. Uh, offense passing wise should be better with Matt Ryan at the helm than it was with Ellinger. Um, yeah, but, but the, you know these are obviously if you're desperate. Yeah, so that they're sicko stashes. They are four sickos. If you are not a sicko, then you don't need the stashes. Yeah, don't get out of my face if you're not disgusting. <laughs> if you're not a little worm, get out of here. <laughs> you're not a twisted little freak. Yeah. Uh, uh, get You'd out. Love of to grind that. one out, just like Ron Rivera. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of grinding one out, who is your sneaky fart this week? <laughs> God. Uh, it's fun. <laughs> Sorry, it's Foster Moreau, uh, only rostered in 33% of leagues. So if you can go get him, go get him, because uh, Darren Waller's on IR, and Moreau is the second option in the passing attack right now. Um, he is, uh, he's, I would say, above average at football, um, getting some targets, not, uh, not, a, not a huge target share or anything. It's not like the Vegas offense has been outstanding, but, you know, Four targets last week, but he scored a touchdown. Five targets the week before that. Nine targets the week before that. Five the week before that. So, yeah, uh, and 96% snap share at least in all of those games. I I think he's a uh, a solid streamer. Yeah, I mean that I have him as one of my streamers this week. Uh, Denver's a good defense. They're middle of the pack against tight end. Um, Donald Parham, Evan Ingram, and Austin Hooper all had at least eight PPR points against them. So. Um, yeah, I think you can lean into uh, Foster Moreau this week. The island oh, of Foster Moreau. Moreau, yeah. It's weird. We've been pronouncing his name wrong the whole time. Well, we've pronounced it way better. I think that he should get with the program. <laughs> <laughs> Pronounce your name the cool way. Yeah. All right. Oh, uh, speaking of which, uh, Cajun voice, uh, Kayonte, by Kayonte the way. Kayonte Ingram. Kayonte Ingram. All right, uh, let's get into Walker's ranks. If you're just joining us, uh, it is week 11 ranks uh, at the top of footballabsurdity.com. There's a button. Click it. See the ranks. Put them in your eyeballs. Make your rods and cones do things. All right. Quarterbacks, you are higher on this week, Walker. Uh, we've already talked about this fella a little bit. His name is Baker Mayfield going up against the Baltimore Ravens. You have him at 16 ECR. Expert consensus rank uh, per Fantasy Pros is 28. Yeah, it's a good matchup, and um, quarterback's bad this week, so everything's bad this week. It's it's a tough week. Um, a lot of injuries, bye weeks, it, it, it sucks. But in two quarterback leagues, I think Baker is a really good play this week, and there's a great chance he's on your waiver wire as he's only 5% rostered. Yeah, so uh, 95% available. So um, if you need a quarterback to be just okay this week, Baker Mayfield is your man. Absolutely. All right, Davis Mills, 17 is uh, your rank. ECR on him is 23 going up against the Washington uh, Commanders. I literally had to sit and remember what team name they were on at this point. I was like, Washington football? No, that's not it. Commanders. Uh, so you have him at 17, ECR is 23. Uh, speaking of sick, twisted little freaks, uh, Davis Mills. <laughs> yeah, oh, <laughs> long neck freak. Long neck freak. Uh, as... As our friend Victoria on Twitter would say, uh, you, di- you just got scored on by the throat goat. 
All right, so he's going with his new weapons. Amari Rogers, Ito Benjamin, uh, the yeah, throat goat needed weapons. He's going off now. Uh, yeah. Now that he's got all these waiver guys, he's going he's going the hell off. Uh, Mills should be fine this week. He's been playing a little bit better as of late. Last week had a tough matchup against the Giants. This will be a softer landing against Washington. Um, you know, Jalen Hurts played pretty badly last week and still ended up having a top five quarterback week against this defense. Uh, they're pretty good against the run and pretty bad against the pass. So I would expect that Mills is going to have to do something for Houston to uh, be close in this game. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how, uh, how poorly Jalen Hurts played last week. He just didn't have the dang football. And that offense is built around like dink, dunk, dink, dunk shot. And they didn't have the time to do the shot. So it was just a lot of dink, dunk. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he still had a great week last week and, uh, Three touchdowns will do that for you. So, right. um, Davis Mills, uh, you heard it here first, folks. Three touchdowns from Davis Mills. That's all right. Absolutely. And uh, Walker cannot quit Matthew Stafford. You have uh, Matthew Stafford at 18 uh, going up against the Saints. ECR is 26. Um, you're not worried about the brain or the elbow, it seems. Uh, I mean, I'm not not worried about those things. It's just that New Orleans' defense is just okay. Um, and you know, Stafford is going to have to throw cause they can't run the ball at all. Uh, it's, it's going to be ugly, but yeah, Stafford will probably throw the ball 35, 40 times. Um, he'll most likely throw for at least one touchdown. So in two quarterback leagues, I think he's a good play this week. Um, it's, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say there's like, I have a ringing endorsement for Matt Stafford, but. If you've got him, you can play him. Um, who's he throwing those those all those passes to? Because I think that might be helpful to know. Uh, Allen Robinson, Van Jefferson, Ben Skoranek, Tyler Higby, uh, Kyron Williams, probably Kendall Blanton. Oh boy! Oh, I thought of it. So we've been calling him uh, Tyler Hate Crime. Uh, Hate Crime Higby is way better. Hate Crime Higby, yeah, that's good. Yeah, it works right off the tongue. So, hate crime Higby. There you go. So, I, I just thought about that. I called him <laughs> that in my starter set article this week. I said, don't play him because he sucks and he's a bad person. All right. Uh, let's go to quarterbacks you are lower on. Uh, your rank of Derek Carr uh, is five spots lower than ECR. You have him at 21 going up against the Broncos. ECR is 16. I don't get it. Uh, the Broncos are very good. Derek Carr is not. This is going to be a bloodbath. Yeah, Carr's been QB nine and QB fifteen the last two weeks. Thrown for he's throwing for an average of just over two hundred fifty yards, two touchdowns, no picks on both of those games. I think people are uh, falling into some recency bias here. Uh, Derek Carr's been mostly bad this season, and Denver is an incredibly good pass defense. So I would take uh, steps to avoid playing Derek Carr this week. Yeah, um, I would like actively take steps to avoid playing Derek Carr. Would you play Derek Carr or Andy Dalton? Uh, um, hold on a second. I think I'd play Dalton, actually. Yep, you have Dalton two spots higher. That's why I asked that question. So that tells you exactly how a Walker feels about Derek Carr. And uh, a guy that Walker has three <laughs> three spots lower, Taylor Heineke. Uh, number 24 going up against Houston. Uh, the one way that you can't beat the Houston Texans is through the air. Uh, Taylor Heineke, uh, despite beating the Eagles last week, unless you're in a point per weird um, touchdown or first down celebrations after a penalty league, uh, 
Uh, you did not get any points from Taylor Heineke last week. Yeah, I mean, Heineke has weirdly been QB 13 and QB 15 in two weeks where he scored 14 points. Uh, and then QB 27 last week against a similarly good defense against the pass. Houston uh, is fifth best at preventing fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. I just don't see any scenario where you're excited to play Taylor Heineke this week. Yeah, um, uh, I think the only person excited for Taylor Heineke is Taylor Heineke. Um, it's like, it's Taylor Heineke time quote, Taylor Heineke. <laughs> That's right. Yes. <laughs> um, and then your third guy, you don't even have him ranked. He sucks. He's terrible. He's bad at football. Why do people have him in their top 20? It's Kenneth, Kenny Pickett. I don't even know who he's going up against. Cause like I said, you don't have him ranked. Uh, yeah, so he's against Cincinnati. Um, you're going to notice a theme of players I'm lower on. Uh, most of them are from the Steelers because for some reason people think the Steelers offense is fixed i guess and i don't understand this they just scored 20 points against a okay saints defense um it it, why do why are people excited about this why do people think Najee harris is going to be good why do people think kenny pickett's a two quarterback start why do people have george pickens in their top 30 yeah i barely so i did starter sit and i was like i guess you could start george pickens this week because he's been good except for that game and uh, wide receiver is bad, but uh, it's not. It doesn't fill me with joy. Yeah, George Pickens had uh, three catches for 32 yards last week. He just happened to run for a touchdown. Yeah. The week the week before that was a bye. The week before that, he didn't have a catch. So uh, I mean, I guess three out of the four weeks before that, he was 19, 21, and 12. But mm-hmm. a 54 in there as well, a 65 in there. Um, yeah, got bailed out by the, uh, by the rushing touchdown last week. So I, I just don't trust this offense against a good defense. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's entirely fair. Um, but yeah, I don't understand people getting super excited about, uh, excited about this. It makes literally zero sense. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to me either. Yeah. So, alrighty. Um, let's get into your toughest rank this week. Uh, some people call him vanilla Vic. Some people call him Danny dimes. It is Daniel Jones. Uh, You have him at seven going up against the Detroit Lions. Uh, Bad quarterback, good matchup. Yeah, it's it's always hard to rank Daniel Jones in your top 10 because uh, he's not very good at football and he's really annoying to watch. But. Yeah, I mean, it's a great matchup against Detroit. Uh, QB 14 last week in a bad matchup against Houston. Um, He's been top 15 four times this year, which is not super encouraging but mm-hmm. he does run a lot um you know he's got let's see one two three four five games of 25 or more rushing yards this season and three rushing touchdowns so he's got a pretty safe floor and i think you can expect multiple touchdowns in this game um he's let's see he's got multiple touchdowns in one two uh three four games this year and uh detroit is one of the best matchups he's faced all season yeah, so you have him ahead of guys like Justin Herbert, Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, and Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, who's a great matchup this week, and Aaron Rodgers, who we previously talked about. So um, definitely kind of a, 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 I would say it's it's a surprising rank of Daniel Jones uh, that high up at seven. Um, but your most surprising is a guy I just mentioned, Russell Wilson, going up against the Raiders, who are very bad on defense. Uh, it's the only game this year where Russell Wilson looked like a competent quarterback was against the Raiders, and uh, you have him at 11. 
Yeah, I mean, he only threw 25 passes against the Raiders um, last time around, and he still finished QB3. So, I, I mean, that was a season low in passes. So, you know, and, and he's only been top 15 two other times. So that that's why it's surprising to see him in the top 12, because he's not playing that way. He hasn't been there. His yeah. offense is injured. But the Raiders are just that bad against the pass. Uh, I, I think that you can stream Wilson. Yeah, um, I tweeted this out uh, earlier, but uh, two thirds of the quarterbacks that have faced the Raiders this year have either had their best or their second best game. Um, and the only one who had like an objectively not good game for them was uh, Trevor Lawrence, uh, because Patrick Mahomes still had 30 points and uh, Ryan Tannehill was less than a point off of his uh, season high. So uh, you can play him against the Raiders, even if you don't trust Russell Wilson. The Raiders are terrible. Um, speaking of terrible, Jimmy Garoppolo at nine, a sneaky start going up against the Arizona Cardinals in Mexico city. Yeah, we're getting, uh, Garoppolo, uh, getting Garoppolo out of the country. Uh, we've deported him. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's out of here. But yeah. Uh, Q, QB nine. Um, that's what he was three weeks in a row from week five through seven. Um, mm-hmm. those were the times he had good matchups and he was QB nine every time. So he's got a good matchup again, finally. I think he's going to be QB9 again. Uh, that is completely fair. I think that that, is, uh, uh, that works for him. Um, I think the Cardinals are terrible. And I think mm-hmm. that the 49ers pass options are good. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think that will work out for the King of Vibes. That's what, I, that's what I'm trying to make happen. Instead, Handsome James is dead. Long live the King of Vibes. Yeah, good, good vibes, Jimmy. Yeah, that's right. Um, so your uh, the next guy you want to talk about, your tough set is uh, Kirko. I guess his name Kirko Chains or whatever they're calling him. Kirko Bangs. Kir- yeah, well, they're calling him Kirko Chang. Chains. Kirko Chains. Yeah. Kirk yeah. Cousins, number 13, going up against Dallas. Uh, uh, you don't think that the NFC North will continue to buzzsaw the Cowboys? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Next question. Cousins, um, he's QB 11 on the season, which is a very Kirk Cousins thing to be. Um, top 10 three times, top 15 another four times. So, you know, he's, he's going to be fine, but Dallas is not a very good matchup. Uh, he threw the ball 50 times last week against Buffalo and still was only QB 16. So I, I just I don't love him this week. If you've got him you probably won't get a disastrous game out of Kirk Cousins. Um, you know, he's had at least 15 fantasy points in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven out of nine games this year, but he's only had over 20 twice and this is not a good matchup. So you're probably going to get a floor game from Kirk Cousins. He'll probably be around QB 15. You'll deal with it. Yeah. It's, it's, um, you know, if you have him, I wouldn't go chasing waterfalls cause you'll have decent, points out of him you know like people will be like oh should i stream like uh you know should i stream a baker mayfield or something because it's a bad matchup Some, don't do somebody's that gonna, yeah somebody's gonna try to stream taylor heineke and when they have Kirk cousins on their roster and it's gonna go really bad yeah because here's the thing like uh people can be scared of trayvon diggs do you know who else is really good um justin jefferson that guy's also really good he caught a football last week using the defender's hand <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's catch the football one of the greatest catches of all time. Yeah, ridiculous catch. So, um, 
Yeah, it's one of those things where, you know, people get scared of matchups, but it's like uh, the wide receivers get paid too. So uh, not him, though, because he's on a rookie deal. (laughs) Wide receivers are people too. That's right. They are. Uh, You're hearing it more and more, folks. All right. Uh, Antonio Gibson, running back, you're higher on. EC or on him is 22. Uh, Your rank 14 makes literally no sense to have him at 22. He's been top 24 for the last five weeks, and he has the best possible matchup. Yeah, Houston is the worst team against opposing running backs. Um, Antonio Gibson, uh, do you have his sleeper page up or no? I can pull it. I can don't, pull. Don't pull it. No, no, no. Don't pull it. Okay, up. don't pull it. Okay. He's played 10 games this year. How many times has he been top 30? Mm, so I know he's been top 30 in PPR, I assume, right? Mm. He's been top 30 because I wrote about him today. He's been top 30 four out of the last five so i'll go eight out of ten uh, yep that's exactly right Woo! got him yeah 10 16 and 26 to start the season then 34 and 44 when they stopped using him randomly and then 24 16 11 29 and 14 the last five weeks uh this guy's good at football uh he's got at least three targets in all but one game this season so you get a stable floor there um at least 10 carries in three of his last four there's really no reason not to play Antonio Gibson this week. Yeah, there isn't really a reason to not play Antonio Gibson every week, if we're being fair. Yeah, I mean, in two running back in a flex leagues, you're putting him in your lineup every single week. Yeah, he's RB23 on the year, uh, 22 if you take out Brees Hall. Um, I'm trying to see if there's anybody else in here that shouldn't be in here. So, yeah, he's a top 25 running back every single week. Uh, folks, we were right. We were right. Yeah, Antonio Gibson's good. Brian Robinson's bad. Yeah, the literally the least efficient running back in the league right now. So uh, good luck to all you Brian Robinson heads. All right. Uh, another guy you're higher on than everybody else is Elijah Mitchell. You have him at 20. Everybody else has him at 32. Uh, they are being way too cautious. Yeah, Elijah Mitchell was running back 28 last week uh, on 35% of snaps. He is He actually got two targets. He just only caught one for negative one yards. Um, that's probably not going to be the case going forward. And the Niners are going to run the ball a lot. They're probably going to be ahead a lot in this Arizona game, so they're going to want to run more. Um, Kyle Shanahan has stated that he wants to split up touches between Mitchell and McCaffrey. I don't understand why you're not playing Elijah Mitchell this week. Good matchup, good role, good team, positive game script. He's a top 20 play for me. Yeah, easy. Um, cause they're trying to protect Christian McCaffrey and make sure he stays healthy. So if they're grinding out the clock, it's not going to be, uh, Christian McCaffrey. It'll be Elijah Mitchell. Mm-hmm. So, alrighty. Um, the next running back that you are higher on than everybody else, uh, Jarek McKinnon, you have him at 29. I have him at 38, 16 targets the last two weeks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Six catches each of the, each of those weeks. He's getting all of the passing down snaps. Um, He's been a top 40 running back in seven of nine games this year. So he's got a pretty stable floor. He He's not good. Um, I'm not going to sit here and tell you he's good at football. He's not. He's the third best running back on the team. Um, but they like him in the passing game. So they're going to keep using him that way. Uh, at least three targets in all but three games this season. And like you said, 16 the last two weeks. So I think you can fire him up in a flex this week. Yeah, 
Um, I think that uh, you can play both running backs in this game, and neither one of them is named uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. We'll talk about the other guy. Woo! All right. Uh, You hate him. That's right. I forgot. You've always hated him. Don't say that to me. (laughs) My boy, I just can't. I can't do it this week. Why not? Okay. Let's start there. Running back, you're low on. You have Isaiah Pacheco at 40, ECR is 24. What deals? What deals? <laughs> what deals? <laughs> What's the deal? <laughs> What's the deal with Isaiah Pacheco? Uh, the deal is that uh, since he's had one game of above six fantasy points, that was week one, uh, he's not been in the top 24 once this year. He has had double-digit carries before. He had double-digit carries week one. He had double-digit carries week four. Now he had double-digit carries week 10. The nice thing is that he had 56% snaps. So I think it is a little bit different this time. I do expect him to lead the team in carries. I just don't think on the Chiefs that's a particularly valuable role because he's going to get run between the 20s. He's not going to catch any passes. He's not going to score any touchdowns. I just don't see the ceiling there. Like, yeah, he's going to have a five or six point floor, but his ceiling is, what, 10? So I, not a guy I want to play. I, I like the player. I don't like the role. Yeah, fine. I, I I think it's the sort of thing where, you know, uh, the Chargers have given up duos, a lots of points to duos recently, like Mitchell and McCaffrey last week. And then there was uh, uh, like Algier and Cordero Patterson. And there was um, he, I wrote it down. There's a whole they've given up uh, double digit fantasy points to both members of duos a lot recently. Um, God, you're making me look it up. How did I become the Isaiah Pacheco guy? Uh, because I just, I like I said, I don't see the ceiling. I don't think he's going to score a touchdown. I don't think that he's going to get 16 carries again. I, I think you're going to see 12 carries for 70 yards and no catches. Ridiculous. This is ridiculous. What if I said 12 carries for 70 yards and a touchdown? Then he would probably finish like, yeah, he'd probably finish like running back 24 in that case. So uh, everybody's expecting him to score a touchdown, something he's done one time this year in a blowout. Yeah. All right. So it's R- James Robinson and Travis Etienne, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, CEH and Jarek McKinnon, Tyler Algier and Cordero Patterson. In addition to last week, Elijah Mitchell and CMC, both or all duos where both guys had double digit PPR points against the um, against the uh, Chargers. Yeah, I mean... I... I just don't I just don't know. I mean, I I want to see him like catch a pass in a game or score another touchdown before I decide he's a good fantasy option. Fine. When he scores a touchdown this week, he will be a good fantasy option. Fair enough. All right. So more onto your theme that you said was going to be the theme of the episode. Najee Harris, you have at 36. ECR is 23. Uh, the man is plummeting going up against the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh Forgive me, Lord, for he has sinned, spelled C-I-N. Let's go. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Um, RB 27, 26, 27 the last three weeks, but he only had 10 fantasy points and only a 60% snap share uh, last week. He just happened to get 20 carries on that 60% snap share. So I can't imagine that the Steelers are going to continue to be that predictable. Um also, this is a game that they're likely going to be behind most of the game as opposed to the Saints game where they were ahead most of the game. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking probably a solid 30% reduction in carries there. 
So you're looking at 14 carries, a guy who's not getting targets right now, um, who's losing snaps to an undrafted rookie, who is clearly not 100% healthy, uh, and it's a good defense. I simply don't understand why you would want to play him. Yeah, I mean, that is that is all very fair, I would say. Um, Najee Harris, not great, folks. Not great. Season high in points, 13.9. He was taken in the first round. Could you imagine if uh, you traded Christian Kirk for him and you felt really bad about it for a couple weeks and then not since then? Could you imagine if you uh, got him in a a salary cap draft and then traded him for Taylor Heineke? Woo! Could you imagine? that's what I did. (laughs) Could you imagine, folks? All right. Uh, Last guy you're lower on at running back is James Conner. You have him at 27. ECR is 17. Uh, Going up against the 49ers, who uh, they're good folks. They're good at stopping the running back. Uh, They're a good defense. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, they're a good defense. Um, Maybe James Conner will just keep doing this, but he wasn't doing it before this, um, this season. He just he had a James Conner game last week against the Rams where he was horribly inefficient. He barely caught any passes, but he scored two touchdowns. So he was really good for fantasy. Um, I I just don't see that happen. I don't see him getting anywhere near 21 carries. His season high other than that was 15. He had a 96 percent snap share in this game. His season high other than that was 72. I just don't see it being repeatable. I, I would expect him to be down in the 14 carry three target range. And against a good defense, I think that's a high-end flex slash low-end RB2. Yeah, I mean, I I can't disagree. Um, I think it's it's a, a people are going, like, all in on James Conner because he played, like, 95% of snaps last week, and then they cut Eno Benjamin. But he's still the same guy. You know, they're, they're, it, and, and the 49ers defense is good. Granted, uh, he uh, destroyed the 49ers defense last year, uh, but... Um, you know, that, that's not this year's defense. So, uh, I agree and I love James Conner. So, um, people are too high on him. So, all right, let's talk about your toughest rank this week. Uh, we mentioned his backfield mate, uh, David Montgomery, you have at 19, uh, the bears are going up against the Falcons. Um, do you just, you're scared of Tristan Ebner. I can see it in your eyes. You're you're, (laughs) you're peeing your pants about Tristan Ebner. Yes. Uh, just like, just like Kim possible facts. (laughs) Um, yeah, Montgomery has been steadily on a downturn in terms of his rank on the week. Uh, since he missed week four with injury, he's been 16, 23, 24, 35, 37, 38, but you know, he's still gotten at least 56% of snaps in all of those games. Now Khalil, Khalil Herbert is out for at least four weeks. I expect Montgomery to be the lead back in a good matchup. But I also haven't seen anything from David Montgomery this season that says that he's going to take advantage of that. Um, You know, he's had one top 12 game this week and only two top 20. It's a great situation. He'll get most of the carries. He'll he might even catch a couple passes this week, which he hasn't been doing lately. But like sleeper here has got him at RB 10. Um, That's a little too much for me. I. I got to see him actually do it this season before I'll believe that David Montgomery is back. Yeah, but he's going to do it again, Walker. The same thing he does every year. He oh, just powers up in November and December. Yeah, yeah. He's going to he, he's, he's gonna be like wide receiver. Wide receiver. He's going to be running back three 
through for the last six weeks of the season and finishes a top 20 back again. And then everybody's going to get fooled into drafting him again. It's going to be great. Yeah. It's the David Montgomery experience. I will be doing it folks. Uh, Another guy that you wanted to talk about because you are surprised by him. You're most surprising ranked Tony Pollard. You have at 22 going up against the Vikings one spot ahead. Zeke as the one spot ahead of Zeke Elliott. Yeah, I, Pollard has been in the last two games where he started RB4 and RB8. Um, this is a worse matchup, but if he was the solo starter, I would still have him top 15. I just expect Zeke to be back in this game, and so I expect Pollard's snap share to go back down to around 40%, um, maybe 50 at most. I still think he can be effective in that role, but the upside is just limited because he's not going to get as many touches. Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of where I am with him. Uh, that's why my question yesterday was like, how long are they going to play this game with Zeke Elliott being the RB1? Like, just give the ball to Tony Pollard. He's good. Yeah, but the problem is you're in this game, you're going to get like 12 carries and three targets for Pollard. And like I said, he'll probably be a top 25 guy with that role because he's good. Uh-huh. But Minnesota is a solid run defense. They're a lot more vulnerable through the air than they are on the ground. And... Pollard again, his his role is just going to shrink because Jerry Jones is going to demand it. Yep, that's that's exactly how it's going to be because it's all about uh, Jerry Jones's ego and not about actually winning football games. So, um, all right, let's um, let's talk about uh, Gus Edwards, seventeenth, uh, going up against the Carolina Panthers as your sneaky start this week. Um, I was a little surprised to see him up that high. Yeah, Edwards is his great matchup against Carolina this week. Um, his first game back from injury in week seven against Cleveland, which was also a good matchup. He only played 36 percent of snaps and he was RB 10, um, 16 carries, 66 yards and two touchdowns. They like to use him around the goal line. He had 11 carries in uh, week eight when he only had 21 percent of snaps. So when he's out there, he gets the ball. He's been limited, uh, limited in practice on Wednesday, which is usually a good sign that you're going to be able to play. Um, he, he wasn't out on Wednesday, so promising there. Good matchup. He's going to get the ball. He's going to get the ball near the goal line. I expect Baltimore to score a lot of points in this game. So as long as Edwards plays, I think that he's a guy who should be in your lineup. Yeah, and you have him ahead of guys like uh, Miles Sanders, Dave Montgomery, Elijah Mitchell, who we talked about, De- Deonta Foreman. Um, who we haven't talked about, the Cowboys guys, Jamal Williams, DeAndre Swift. Um, so DeAndre Swift is your tough sit this week. You have him at 25. Sorry, I, I panicked because I thought I saw a typo in your ranks and I was double checking. Um, you had Brian Robinson against Houston. And I was like, wait, I saw Michael Carter right above him. So I thought it was James Robinson. I got oh. tricked by the pa- I got tricked by Jamal Williams, DeAndre Swift. So I expected Michael Carter and then James Robinson to be right there. But no, James Robinson's 38. Good rank. Brian Robinson, 28. But your tough sit, DeAndre Swift. Uh, I was waiting for you to get here. Uh, I wasn't yeah. going to argue about it, but you kept ranking Swift too high. I'm tired of DeAndre Swift, man. Uh, as a Lions fan, especially, I know he's hurt and that sucks. I, I, I wish he was healthy. He's an explosive player, but um, I really don't like to say this kind of thing because it makes me sound like I'm old and obviously I didn't play football, so I don't know what it takes. For an NFL running back, he seems like he's kind of soft. Um, he he doesn't run between the tackles well. He doesn't 
attack contact when he has the opportunity to. He leaves his feet too often, um, which is a terrible instinct for a running back because you, you can't gain any yards when you're off the ground. Um, I He's a really good pass catcher. He's extremely agile. He's explosive in the open field with the ball in his hands. He's just not a particularly good running back. And the way the Lions run their offense, they need a guy who's going to be able to run between the tackles to soak up those touches. They have that guy in Jamal Williams. So DeAndre Swift, with his injury and with his skill set, is relegated to a smaller role, which he can still be decently successful in. But in a bad matchup against the Giants, I think he's a flex play, not a bona fide starter. Yeah. Um, again, I, I I stopped playing football at flag football, so I, I'm going to say that I believe every player in the NFL is uh, tough. You know, they're, they're a lot stronger than I am. But you hit the nail on the head. Uh, DeAndre Swift does not want to be hit. Mm-hmm. And if you're a running back in the NFL, you're going to have to accept that you are going to be hit. That is a thing that is going to happen, and he does not want that to happen. Now, whether that's because he's nursing injuries or what have you, you you, you can't play running back if you're afraid to get hit, if you don't want to get hit. So that's how he's playing, and that's why he's not getting any any touches. And that's not from us. That's from his running backs coach. His running backs coach is like, fine, if he's pissed off, play pissed off. But play pissed off. Don't go out there and just kind of like half-ass it like he's been doing. So... Yeah, I mean, I love DeAndre Swift, too, and I'm getting sick of the guy. Yeah, it's. I didn't have him anywhere this year because I was afraid of this happening. And, mm-hmm. yep, it, my wor- it, it shows you how talented of a player he is that your worst fear coming true is that he's, like, a flex guy. Yeah, but and it's all, yeah. Um, he's, just, he's just frustrating to watch because you know he could be so much better than he is, and he's just not. Yeah, and, um, you know, this is also funny how one take can save you. Uh, Aaron Jones over DeAndre Swift was not was not fairly common, and it was, like, one of my staunchest takes, and uh, it saved my ass because uh, everywhere where everybody else was taking DeAndre Swift, I was just scooping Aaron Jones, and it saved me because if it weren't for that, I probably would be mad at DeAndre Swift. So, uh, all right. Uh, Gabe Davis is the wide receiver that you're hiring on. You have him at 12, ECR 17. You're breaking all the rules. He needs to be wide receiver 25 every week. You're breaking the rules uh, going up against the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, the Browns are a pretty average pass defense. Um, I just don't really trust it right now. Denzel Ward's still working his way back from injury, and he's going to be matched up against Stephon Diggs. Uh, Davis, you know, if you buy into this, great. If you don't, that's fine. But he's doing his two weeks on, two weeks off thing that you mentioned. Uh, I reserve the right to change this ranking if it looks like they're going to have to play in the snowstorm. Yeah, I was going to say, the snowstorm with, with is... With uh... feet of snow on the field, but um, yeah, it, as long as the weather is somewhat normal, I expect Gabe Davis to be very successful in this game. Yeah, I don't know. That snowstorm looks scary. Yeah, I mean, like I say, if, it, if they are, like, you know, underwater, but... You know the water is solid snow. Uh, then I, <laughs> I guess I guess technically they would be underwater. <laughs> yeah. Um, if 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 that's the case, then everybody in that game takes a hit. Yeah. But you know we've seen snow games be productive for fantasy before. I mean the Eagles and Lions played a snow game about eight years ago that was forty five thirty five. 
that game ruled too. That was the game where uh, Megatron had the snow in his face mask, right? Yes. Yeah, that game was awesome. He, it was a sick game. Even though we lost, it was a sick game. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, snow games can do it. There was a lot of like studies about how like snow games might actually help the offense because uh, the they defense, know where they want to go. Yeah, they know where they want to go. They can like prepare themselves, whereas the defense has to react and uh, they fall on their butts. Yes. So um, could work out for uh, Gabe Davis. But um, my main concern is this Josh Allen elbow thing uh, seems to be an issue still. So, yeah, but I mean, it wasn't an issue for Gabe Davis last week. That's true. He was more of a, a traditional wide receiver, too, or as well last week, not a traditional wide receiver, too. But like mm-hmm. uh, he wasn't like five catches for like you see Gabe Davis get five catches. You're like, oh, he got like 145 yards. But I think he was like five or six for 96 last week. Six so, to 93 in a touchdown. Yeah. So uh, more of a like a uh, if the 49ers went to overtime, what Brandon Dayuk would do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So another guy you're higher on. You have him as a top 15 play this week. Uh, Rondale Moore. Uh, pin particles himself. You have him at 15. ECR is 24. Uh, both you and ECR have him as a wide receiver too. But excuse me. But you have him uh, as a solid one uh, going up against the Niners. Yeah, I don't really think the matchup matters all that much for Rondale Moore right now. He's getting so many targets. Um, last three weeks, wide receiver six, 16, and 16. One of those games was against Seattle. One of those games was against the Rams. Neither of those defenses are all that bad. Um, mm-hmm. Seattle's is actually quite good against the pass. But yeah, 31 targets in his last three games, uh, 24, um, 24 catches. I his role is really productive for fantasy football, and he's playing it well. Yeah, I mean it's it's uh it's the same thing that was happening last year, where it's like uh, he's just gonna get a ton of targets, so that works for PPR league. So uh, good for Rondale Moore. Um, good for l- little pin particles. All right. Uh, guy you're higher on than everybody else. Paris Campbell, you have a 27. ECR is 38. Uh, I firm agree with this. Uh, I'll let you say your piece, but then I did I did some research today about uh, the Eagles. I think that's why that scares people, is the Eagles matchup. Yeah, I would say so. Um, in his last three games with Matt Ryan, wide receiver 9, 5, and 11. Um, I'm not saying that he's going to do that against the Eagles defense, because all three of those games were in really good matchups, Jacksonville, Tennessee, and Vegas. But... Philly does have Avante Maddox. They're starting nickel corner on IR right now. Um, they've been starting a combination of Zach McPherson and Mario Goodrich, who they pulled off the practice squad in the nickel, and they're not very good at it. Uh, it's it, I, it's a situation where I think Campbell will take a slight hit in production from what he's been doing, but I still think you can get six catches for 60 yards out of him. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. And um, so my thing about the Eagles defense is, you know, people are scared of them. And uh, the reason that people are scared of them is because they stop opposing wide receivers. They do that by keeping everything in front of them. They want you to throw short. Like, that's what they want you to do. Um, that I think they have the sixth lowest uh, air yards per completion in the league. And um, guess how the Colts use Paris Campbell? Short, yeah, close to the line of scrimmage. His ADOT is really short. Yeah, his ADOT is like uh, uh, with Matt Ryan over the last, you know. So there's two games in there where it was Sam Ellinger. I threw those out. So his last three games when he got a ton of targets with Matt Ryan, uh, his ADOT is 4.66. And um, the Eagles uh, ADOT allowed is 
uh, 4.92. So it's like perfect. Yeah, it's Paris Campbell is the do. guy yeah. in this game. I mean, Campbell with Matt Ryan this season has essentially been a poor man's Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah, pretty much. Yes, exactly. Perfect. That's it. Nailed it. Yes. Poor man's Amon Ross St. Brown. He's just getting a lot of targets in and around the line of scrimmage and doing doing stuff with it from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, let's go ahead and talk about uh, some wide receivers you're lower on. Uh, Cajun voice, Deontay. Um, Deontay. 28, Deontay. Uh, you're at 28, ECR's 22. I think we've kind of already talked about this. Uh, let's talk about George Pickens as well. Uh, just two Steelers. You're just lower on the Steelers in general. Uh, ECR on Pickens is 29. Your rank is 49. I'm sorry, they have two top 30 wide receivers. Yes. By ECR. Yes. That is ridiculous. It's insane. I don't understand what's going on here. So Deontay Johnson's ECR is 22. You want to know how many times he's been top 22 at receiver this season? Uh, Zero. That's correct. Yeah. I have him in a lot of leagues. Yeah. Yeah. He hasn't scored a touchdown. Um, He hasn't caught more than five passes since week three. It's not good. He hasn't been top 30. He's been top 36 one time since week four. And he was 36 in that game. Uh, why are why is he all of a sudden going to be 22 in a bad matchup? Yeah, it it it. Every once in a while, we see it where it's like people just decide something's going to happen, and then everybody just kind of goes that direction. It's like it doesn't it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I I mean, I even have him at 28, which probably is even a little high, but you know. Desperate times call for desperate measures with all the people that are out this week. But, you know, you're just hanging on to the fact that, well, he's going to get eight, nine, ten targets. Who cares? It's Kenny Pickett throwing in the ball. He's going to have five for 48. Yeah, it's, you know, it's just not going to work out very well. So uh, not a fan. All righty. Uh, pretty pretty pissed off about Deontay Johnson. So uh, that was Deontay Johnson and George Pickens. Let's talk about Drake London. You have it 38. ECR is 31. Uh, Walker, don't you know he's good now? He scored a touchdown last week. He's good now. Mm, yeah, five five for 38. Uh, that's really good. He scored a touchdown. He still wasn't top 24. Mm, is that bad? It's not great. Um, also, the six weeks prior to that, he was not top 48 one time. So mm. is that bad? Yes, that's bad. Okay. Um, so I was Chicago, just making sure below average matchup. Uh, I, I just can't see London scoring another touchdown. He's only got three on the season. This passing offense is bad. He's going to get Jalen Johnson all game, who is a good player. Uh, why play him? That's true. Why, why, why play him? I, I, I can't come up with a case for putting him in my lineup. Uh, here's, here's the case. Um, I drafted 16, him in the fifth round. 16 team wide, five wide receiver league. Okay, well then in that case, yes. All right, toughest rank this week at wide receiver, Dubo Samuel. You have at 16, um, going up against the Arizona Cardinals. I have uh, Brandon Ayuk has more fancy points per game than him this year. I don't know what to do with him. I mean, neither. Um, he's been wide receiver 45 and 58 the last two weeks. He still doesn't have a game with less than six targets. So, and he's had at least one rushing attempt in every game as well. Um, at least eight touches or at least eight opportunities in every game. So 
you can't really rank him outside of your top 20 because he's such an explosive player and he's getting opportunities. It's just, as of right now, it hasn't been connecting with him and Garoppolo. I don't know what the case is there. I, you know, he wasn't terrible the first six weeks of the season. He wasn't the Debo Samuel, you know, all caps that we saw Mm -hmm. last season, but you know, 13, 15, 13, 24, 11, and 16 points the first six weeks. And then all of a sudden the last two, nine and seven. So yeah, I I think he'll get back on track to a degree in this game. Um, But based on his track record this season, I mean, I have him at 16. He's only been top 16 one time this season. Uh, Samuel's just a tough guy to, he's a tough guy to figure out where to put right now. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's I as a 49ers fan, I can give you no additional input either. <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea what's going on. It's like, um, you know, they, they got Christian McCaffrey instead of the of offense opening it up. It's like they have no idea, like, how to use all these weapons together. And it's it's just creating a mess for yeah. Debo Samuel. Yep. So your most surprising rank, and this was one that I was a little surprised about, uh, mostly because you have him above Alan Lazard, superstar Alan Lazard. Uh, <laughs> at seven, you have T. Higgins going up against Pittsburgh. Uh, you have this as a, a smash mashup for him. And as an aside, you also have Tyler Boyd going at 14. Yeah, I mean, again, this is a scenario where there's a lot of guys on buys that I would have ahead of Higgins, but it's a great matchup. Um, at least six targets in his last four games. Um, you know, averaging, let's see, six, five, three, seven, averaging over five catches a game. He's been top 24 the last three weeks. Um, last three games he's played. Sorry. Last week he had a buy. Um, as we said, tough to score fantasy points when you're on the buy. Uh, very difficult. Pittsburgh secondary is really bad. Uh, they have Minka Fitzpatrick and then a bunch of practice squad guys. It sucks. (laughs) Uh, It's bad. And isn't Minka Fitzpatrick hurt? I think so. Yes. Yeah. So it's going to be a bunch of practice squad guys. Yeah. Their best player in their secondary is now uh, Cam Sutton. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, it's not good. Um, I, I would expect Higgins to have um, maybe not his best game of the season because that was seven for 124 and a touchdown against Miami. But at, at worst, his second best game of the season, in my opinion. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a good week for the Cincinnati um, wide receivers. Bold prediction, at least 20 fantasy points for T. Higgins this week. Woo, there you go. Um, even bolder prediction, at least 21 fantasy points. That's crazy. He's going yeah. wild, folks. You can't stop Jeff Crisco. I'll do it. I'll do it again. Check this out. 21.1. <sighs> All right. Uh, Not even I can go that far. Yeah. All right. Sneaky start, Josh Palmer. Uh, funny, because yesterday we both went, he's bad. He's terrible. Yeah, he you sucks, and you, you have should him at probably 24 play him. against the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, he, he's not good, but you gotta play him because he's got 30 targets over his last three weeks, uh, his last three games. KC gives up a lot of points to opposing receivers. They're gonna have to throw to keep up in this game. Mm-hmm. What you, what are you gonna do? You, you throw him in your lineup, and he's probably gonna get you like I don't know, 11 or 12 points. Yeah, he's uh, this is definitely a don't watch it game. Because. No, definitely don't definitely don't watch Josh Palmer get 10 targets and catch six of them for 51 yards. And good luck because uh, that's Sunday night football. So. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Yeah. So um, <laughs> you're probably going to watch Josh Palmer suck all game and then look at the 
uh, box score and be like, well, I guess at least he got me double digits. Yeah. You're going to, is he going to have uh, more catches or more times being called a guy by Chris Collinsworth? Ty. Ty. Every time he catches it. Now this Josh Palmer, this is a guy. Yeah. All right. Uh, tough sit. Allen Robinson, 36. He sucks. Yeah. Allen Robinson has been a top 36 receiver twice this year. Um, I, I, he's already been involved in the offense, um, at least five targets in every game except week one. He's just not very good anymore. Uh, he's not doing anything with his targets. So can't get downfield, doesn't have the speed, doesn't have the juice to go up and get the ball anymore. I know that he's probably the de facto number one receiver on this team, but I got to see him actually do something uh, with some sort of consistency before I can put him in my lineup. Yeah, that's fair, because it could also be uh, Van Jefferson or Ben Skoranek or, I mean, they couldn't really or be Tyler. Or Hate Crime Higby. Yeah, uh, Hate Crime Higby, that's right. Uh, they could give Kyron Williams six targets. You never know. Ugh, disgusting. I hate it. All right, let's talk about some tight ends that you're higher on than the consensus. Uh, ECR on David Njoku is 28. You have him at five. I think the difference is you think David Njoku is going to play, and nobody else does. That's right. I do think David Njoku is going to play. Um Njoku thought he was going to play last week, and then they held him out because they didn't want him to re-aggravate his injury. They're just being smart with him. Um, you know, obviously there's a chance he doesn't play, and if so, then don't put him in your lineup. Um, Harrison Bryant is an okay pivot in that case, but Buffalo not a great matchup, so I'd try to find somebody else. Um, but yeah, I mean, in, in the last five games that he's played, uh, Nine fantasy points, at least in all of them. Worst finish was tight end 17. Three top six weeks. Najoku's uh, been really good when he's been on the field this year. So if he's on the field, you're playing him. Yeah, David Najoku uh, is he's good. And what kills what blows my mind away is his his breakout was two months ago. It just the season's going so fast. Yeah, Walker. it's going too fast. I don't like it. All right. Uh, Tyler Conklin is a guy that you have in the top 10. ECR is 15. You have him at 10. Uh, tight end is bad this week. I think that's what this comes down to. That is correct. Uh, he, last time he played new England, he was tight end one. Mm. Do you think he'll do that again? No, but I think he'll be top 12. Okay. Do you think he'll be top 10? Yeah. Number 10. That's why. Oh, okay. Have. Perfect. Okay. Awesome. Uh, there is nothing to talk about with Tyler Conklin because I'm still not sure that that's a real person. He All is right. boring. He is boring. Uh, do we have to talk about Mo Alley Cox? You have at no. 25. No, I put him there because I had to put somebody there. Uh, why don't you talk about your best friend Kylan Granson some more? Uh, sure, Kylan Granson. Uh, <laughs> he, he plays for the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, played in college at uh, SMU. He's really short for a tight end. Um. Last week was his second best game of the season, uh, four for four for 57 on four targets. So the usage is trending upward. Um, Philly hasn't been very good in the middle of the defense this year. (laughs) All right, there you go. That's enough about Mo Ali Cox and Kylan Granson by proxy. All right, tight end, you're lower on Kyle Pitts. Stop putting Kyle Pitts in the top 10, everybody. Stop doing it. He's tight end 16 this week for Walker. That is potentially too high. <laughs> he is tight end 20 on the season. Um, yes. Uh, he's, he's going been, up against the Chicago Bears. He's been top 10 twice in nine games. 
and he's going up against the Bears, who are a very bad matchup for tight ends. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I know he's getting targets. It doesn't matter. He's got 15 targets the last two weeks. He has been tight end 25 two weeks in a row. Um, it sucks. The situation sucks. Kyle Pitts is good, um, but he's bad for fantasy. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, he is. It, and it's not Kyle Pitts's fault. It is Marcus Mariota and Arthur Smith's fault. Um, Dawson yeah, Knox, also not very FedEx good. FedEx fail on my face. Also not very good. Dawson Knox, get him out of my face, too. ECR on him is 13. You have him at 19. Yeah, I mean, it, again, he's been uh, ECR's 13. He's done that twice this season. He's completely touchdown dependent, and he's only scored two touchdowns this year. I have something much better to talk about than Dawson Knox. Okay. Breaking news. Rick Caruso lost. Get wrecked. Oh. For the, for the mayor of L.A. Get wrecked. Karen Bass. Let's go. Yeah, not Rick Caruso. That's all we care about. Yeah, uh, we hate Rick Caruso, folks. All right. Um, kick, kick Caruso. Get him. Get him out. Uh, kick him, him out. out. Why don't you go to the Galleria? Why don't you go to an outdoor mall, Rick Caruso? With Katy Perry and uh, Gwyneth Paltrow and uh, Chris Dogg. Pratt and Snoop Dogg. Get him out. All right. Isaiah Likely, you have a 24, ECR 17. If Mark Andrews is back, I don't understand why anybody would put him in the top 20. Yeah, I don't get it. Um, I, I guess because he scored a touchdown last week or, or last time he played, but uh, he had one catch for 24 yards. It just happened to be a touchdown. I, <laughs> that's not repeatable. Um in games where he hasn't scored a touchdown, uh, his highest finish is tight end 17. He did that one time. Hasn't been top 25 in another game where he didn't score a touchdown. And if he's not the starting tight end, he's probably not going to score a touchdown. So do not play Isaiah Likely. Yeah, and uh, Isaiah Likely, the time he did score a touchdown, everybody was like, oh, you said not to play him. Uh, he was he had one catch, and it was a touchdown. So, Yeah, we said not to play him, and he had, he scored a touchdown, and he was still, uh, well, I guess he was tight end nine. but Barely playable. He didn't even score 10 points. Yeah, so uh, gross. Very gross. All right, um, your toughest rank this week. Uh, his given name is Pat Fryermuth. Some call him Pat Firemouth. You have him at six ECR. I'm sorry. No ECR on this one. Who cares? Going up against the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, Fryermuth hasn't really been that great this season. Um because he plays for the Steelers mostly. Uh, he's not playing a ton of snaps either. He's been slowly ramping up, but he gets quite a few targets. Um, he has a high floor. It's just, it's hard to put him at six because he's only been top six one time this season, but he's been top 12, five out of nine games um, or five out of eight games. Excuse me. I think he's about as consistent of a play as you're going to find outside of the top two or three guys at tight end, especially with the guard injury and the Ertz injury and, you know, Evan Engram's on by David Njoku might not even play. It's a absolute bloodbath at tight end. So Fryermuth's one of the most stable guys you're going to find. And that puts him at six this week. Yeah. I mean, uh, like you've been saying all episode, you love the Steelers offense this week. <laughs> God, <sighs> Most surprising, George Kittle at two with Mark Andrews banged up. We kept asking, who's the number three tight end? Turns out it's Mark Andrews, George Kittle at two this week, going up against the Cardinals, uh, who are terrible against tight ends. Yeah, the worst in the league. Um, 
before his no-show against the Chargers, his previous three games were tight end five, tight end one, tight end seven. Um, I think George Kittle is going to be fine. I think he just had a weird game where he wasn't involved. This game, he should be involved because Arizona will not be able to cover him at all. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the long and the short of it, is uh, Arizona is bad. Absolutely. And and Uh, George Kittle, folks, he's good. He's good, folks. He's good. Have you heard about this? You heard about this guy, George Kittle? You're hearing about him more and more. More and more. You're hearing about him. All right. People are going to get sick of us saying that. All right. Sneaky start. Greg Dulcich, number seven, uh, had three top 10 or top 12 weeks to start his career and then pooped the bed last week. And now he's back, folks. We're hearing more and more. (laughs) He still had four targets last week. Um, He's got a great matchup this week, even better than he had last week. Uh, I, I would ex- I obviously am expecting Russell Wilson to have a good game. So, yeah, I think Dulcich gets somewhere in the five, six target range. Um, probably his double digit fantasy points again. Yep, I would I would assume so. I, I I'm uh, pumping the brakes on starting him this week, but I can uh, definitely see doing that. Um, Especially because it's a, a bad week this week. All right, uh, tough sit. Uh, hate crime, Higby. You have it thirteen. Um, Jeff, I who? have I have breaking news. Did you know that there was there used to be somebody else named Tyler Higby in the NFL? What really? Tyler Higby, H I G B Y. What? Um, he, he some somehow he played at Michigan State as an offensive lineman, and I still don't know who he is. Yeah, I have. I'm not finding anything for this guy. Tyler Higby. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, I just found that when I was searching on Sleeper for, for Tyler H- or Hate Crime Higby. 6'5", uh, 300. Uh, never yep. got into a game, but was uh, on the Minnesota Vikings, I guess, judging by this uniform that he's wearing in this photo. <laughs> yes, that is correct. Uh, anyway, um, Tyler Higby, I know he was tight end five last week, but that was against Arizona. Uh, we mm-hmm. told you he was going to be good last week. His three previous games before that, tight end 50, tight end 34, and then didn't score a point. Woo! So uh, 5.2 fantasy points in those three games combined. He's not very good at football. Uh, the offense isn't going to be very good. They're not going to score a lot of points. He's probably not going to get in the end zone, considering he hasn't done that once this season. Um the days of him getting 14 targets are over and uh, new Orleans is a good defense against tight ends. So I would not start Tyler Higby this week. Go get the other Tyler Conklin instead. Ooh, well, a little Tyler on Tyler crying <laughs> a little. I hope, I hope that, uh, I hope that Higby's not the one doing the crime. Higby will say Tyler, these nuts. I'm still trying to figure out what ISIS these nuts mean, but Hey, yeah, uh, very confusing. He's a bad person folks. All right. That will do it for this week's episode of the Football Absurdity Rankings show. You can find all of Walker's ranks at footballabsurdity.com. Button at the top says week 11 ranks. You press it and then it will send a request to the server and then it will return Walker's ranks. And Walker is going to update them using a Google document. So if something changes, Walker will change it. Um, so if you liked Walker's ranks, you can uh, check them out on Twitter at Big Daddy Dricks. If you don't like Walker's ranks, you can message me on Twitter. My handle is at Gridiron Greek. You can find me there. <laughs> so for Walker, this is Jeff, and please send me all your hate email or all your hate messages to Gridiron Greek. Take care and uh, have a good one. Bye.